Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. This is Andrew Kinsler, also known as A. Kins, and I'm joined here tonight by Johnny Nani. Johnny, we were talking about another bad loss for this White Sox team. Seems like it's never going to end. That's what it feels like right now, Andrew. Um, it, it, the roller coaster just keeps on trending downward. Um, feel like the ride might be broken. Um, <laughs> you know, there's there's no end in sight at the bottom. Now, I I know a uh, long season is what it feels like uh, when you're on one of these, especially when you're losing to a team uh, that's lower than you in your division and is supposed to be an arguably, you know, a really bad place as an organization as for uh, in terms of, you know, their uh prospect pool and just the talent that they have at the major league level uh that combination and words we're supposed to be starting to hit our upswing here and we thought we were gonna um but has not been too kind to us uh ever since the all-star break hit not at all yeah and you make a great point in that you know this is a team that is lower than us here in the central division um you know when you see these four games blocked off on the calendar uh, right after a very, very tough series against the Oakland Athletics. So this really does seem like a time where, you, you know, you you really would hope to get back on track. I know me and you talked about this on Sunday. You know, we were hoping for, you know, maybe taking three out of four here. Uh, you know, we're going to be lucky if we even get one here, it seems like. So pretty unfortunate stuff. Um it just it just really started with um, you know once again the starting pitching here. So Ivan Nova, um, you know, we can pull up his stat line here. He went four and two thirds innings, gave up six hits, six earned runs. The five walks really do stand out here, and uh, the two strikeouts here. So what did you see from Nova? What are some things that you wanted to point out here about this performance? So with Nova in this one, very first inning here, this is where we'll start here. He, you know, Merrifield gets on base, but then there is an unconventional double play turned. Um, Merrifield was on second, I believe, yeah, it was after he had uh, taken uh, second base. I don't know if it was called a, uh, you know, indecision there on McCann, but I I want to say it was a stolen base uh, at that point. Yeah, game, you know, I think they the did first call inning. I would guess I would guess that, but no throw down anyway. So, I mean, bad that we're uh, thinking that it could be yeah. something else on the ruling there. Anyway, Merrifield's on second base. Uh, interesting double play, like I said, unconventional. Yohan Mankata looks Merrifield back, throws across the diamond to Jose. Jose throws back, and they nail Merrifield at third. So you think, okay, um, he avoided that little uh, hiccup that he had there. Um, two outs should be no problem, and uh, you know we'll get, we'll get a chance to get after him in the second inning. But th- that didn't happen. Uh, Gordon doubled after that. Dozier walked, and then Soler comes up and hits an RBI single to open the scoring. Um, after that, uh, Lopez had an RBI single too. So we're already down uh, two nothing right, right away. And that was a situation where all you had to do is bear down and get one more out there. Um, we talk about being opportunistic, and usually that applies to at the plate. And my, my whole thing is, you know, you know me. I kind of go in trends here. Um, and mine lately has been the White Sox do not have the word opportunistic in their dictionary. Well, this one I'm going to chalk up to something in the field and something on the mound here in this particular instance. Um, I know it's way easier said than done, and these are major league hitters. I do understand that. Nova's not in a like a strikeout pitcher per se, but all you got to do is bear down and get one more out there and set a better tone for the rest of the game. 
Uh, this kind of does things to your team mentally, a team that's already struggling here, uh, swept in uh, Oakland before, lost the first two of this series. You had, had a chance to split the series. Uh, maybe this first inning goes a little bit different. Uh, so I'm getting a little off track here, you know, thinking bigger picture. But with Nova particularly, that kind of sets the tone. Um, and then he, he did okay after that. He settled down. Um, you know, uh, one, two, three innings in both the third and the fourth. So that was good to see. But then the fifth is where the damage starts again. Um, I mean, he, he had the same same situation here. Two outs, Merrifield singles. Walks two guys so the bases are loaded. And then walks Dozier. So that's an RBI walk uh, that makes it 3-0 Royals. And uh, Soler hits a two-RBI single, 5 nothing. And uh, then Fry comes in. That was the end of Nova's night. Uh, what was that four and two thirds that, that he ended yep. up? Yeah, four and two thirds there. Um, the big thing there, I guess, my bottom line, I went walked through the situations there, but two outs, you got to bear down and get that out. That's that's all I have to say about it. And uh, it's frustrating when you can't get it done. Obviously, puts your team out of reach. Absolutely, yeah. So you touched on some great things here, Johnny. So. Um, you know, he really did have some pretty bad, like, uh, 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 bookend innings here. So, you know, as we mentioned, the first and the fifth here. Um, and you did mention the point of, you know, we need to be opportunistic here. And, you know, you're exactly right. When you're gifted a strange double play like that, especially with how things have been going for us lately, um, you know, with when now you are gifted with a situation where you now have two outs and no one on, um, you know, you just really need to uh, go full throttle there and just get yourself out of that inning. And then, and then, you know, see what your guys can do with the bats there, but five walks on the night from Ivanova, you know, only lasting four in like two thirds innings. I mean, are you kidding me, dude? He's here to eat innings. And, you know, you can't do that against the Royals. So he's had outings this season where he gives up a lot of hits, but he's able to be effective enough when he's throwing strikes and he's able to, to like, uh, kind of scatter those hits and to really be able to limit the damage there. So um, if you even look at his last outing against the A's, um, I want to say he gave up four earned runs, but I was across 10 hits and he had zero walks. And then earlier on against the Astros this season also gave up 10 hits, only gave up three earned runs because he only gave up one walk. So it's just the walks that are really being the story from tonight where, you know, he would have given us more of a chance to be in this ball game if he just kept throwing strikes, but you know, that just wasn't possible for him. So, I mean, as we said a little bit, awful fifth inning here. So you get two pretty quick outs. Um, you get eight and nine to ground out on two pitches, and, and then you get a three-pitch strikeout. You know, you're sitting pretty and, you know, kind of being able to get some of this momentum back for your team. And then, of course, wit, wit like Merrifield, and God, that dude's a pest. He is just eating us alive this series. But he gets a hit, and then... You have kind of a missed call on a ball that should have been a strike, but was called a ball by the umpire, uh, which ultimately could have led to 
strike three and then you're out of the inning. Um, then you get three straight walks, as you mentioned, walk in a run. And, you know, when you walk in a run, just the wheels completely fall off. And then, as you said, Jace Fry comes in. So awful inning there. And then one thing I want to talk about with the Royals pitching, you mentioned this a little bit um, in some of the other Sox taps. Lately, we're really making subpar pitchers look like aces. Yeah, that's a, it's a trend for us. Uh, who was it, Junis, the other night, uh, mm-hmm. making him look like a Cy Young candidate. Uh, Duffy tonight, uh, he's he at one time they mentioned on the broadcast he was a uh, highly coveted, you know, um, the future piece of this team. But you know, he, he's fallen off. Um, he is you know, four and five now this year after getting the win tonight. So he's three and five coming into this one, uh, but he. What we only uh, we, we did get six hits off of them, but that then comes back to the White Sox not being opportunistic, uh, capitalizing on the scoring chances that you have. Um, I can point to the fourth inning here. Uh, it, we get uh, Lurie leads off with a single, Moncada lines out, and then Abreu gets a single, and McCann hits a sharp liner to second, but Lurie is just not paying attention. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Heads out of the game. Um, and so he gets doubled off, and that ends the inning, and it's embarrassing. Uh, it it uh it, it just sucks life out of your team, Andrew. I'm a big believer in the uh, kind of momentum swing of things, uh, the mental aspect of what a play like that does to your team. Um, I'm sure Lurie feels bad about it, but the other guys watching that, it's you know, does this guy care? Is he in it? Uh, is, you know, what, what's going on? Um, would I have been able to get back in that situ- situation? <laughs> um, seriously, it, it, it just kind of then carries over. And when things are going bad and it can just be a uh, piling up effect, I think um, that's uh, that's where uh, I put that there. Um, then another chance this is after um after Duffy, but just uh, since I'm already on my opportunistic rant here, that's going to be the word of the podcast. I think I've already said it about five times now. But anyway, um, eighth inning, uh, Cordell had struck out to begin the inning, and then Yulmer and Goen single. Um, Lurie strikes out, and then Yoan strikes out. And you would hope that, you know, at the top of your order, at least one of those guys gives us a chance. Hell, even if we don't make a full, complete comeback rally there, like let's get one across the board and get like the wheels turning. Um, in the right direction because, you know, we get one or two across the board there um, with what happened in the ninth inning, Andrew. Um, this, you know, we, we could be playing extras right now and still not even be recording yet. Um, you never know. You, you just never know. Um, but, well, obviously that's not the case because we didn't take advantage of opportunities. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, it was great that A.J. Reed hit that home run there with, uh, you know, us being down to – our last bullet and whatnot. But um, as you kind of said, when we were off air, only thing that really does at that point, um, unless it allows him to, you know, have some more confidence and be able to string that together and hit some home runs and some more games that will hopefully be a little bit more like meaningful moving forward. You know, all it does is just make this game look closer than it really was. And, you know, that's not what we want to do. We, we can't be excuse excusing you know the type of performance this team put out there tonight but um you know i want to get back 
just point a little bit here talking about subpar pitchers looking like aces. Yeah, sorry. Us. So I kind, of, kind of drove us off oh, that no, topic. Dude, but it, I mean, uh, it, it needed love it when you go on rants. I mean, I like the point that you mentioned about, you know, how if you would be able to get back on that up there at uh, on that one line drive over there to uh, the second baseman, I think right now we all need Johnny to, uh, you know, like maybe lace up those old cleats that have been hanging up there for uh, years and, you know, maybe get some life into this team. See if you can switch out jerseys with your boy Larry there and, you know, see if you can spark a little bit of a rally. Hey, I, do but, have the tw- I do have the 28 jersey. Yeah. Do you think anyone would notice? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. You guys look exactly no, alike. I, no, I'm just, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's more, you know, awareness too. I, I grant, I understand it's a hard hit uh, ball, but what, what's the just old rule going back to like, whatever, like uh, Bronco, if he's online drives there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, got to pick up the ball. The thing with him was, on that play, sorry, and I'll let you get your point here, but he was he was just already running towards Sprinted. third base. It, yeah, and it, no no look back at all or anything. It was and like there were it, it two just, outs. Or, it was just, yeah, well, well, just I mean, I think it's more you know mental lack of awareness. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's old, you know, saying I could get back, but yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, I yeah, mean, you just feel like it in a game like this. You're like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, um, either that or just you know had no idea where the fielders were playing, you know, thinking it was for sure through and then just, Oh man, but tough, but right, get, get back to, get uh, back to your duff point. Cause I, will, I don't yeah. think we've even addressed that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's tough when, you know, we just have these really weird games this season where, you know, we get to pitchers that are studs. Like, you know, when we played the Astros, we really got to Garrett Cole pretty good. Uh, you know, we had some moments where, you know, we even got to some of the guys that are within our division, you know, like a Jose Barrios, like a uh, Trevor Bauer as well. And but, you know, we we can't get after this guy that they said it on the air quite a few times, hasn't won a game since May. And, you know, Steve Stone made the point that especially whenever these guys are kind of in that mindset where they've been losing games for a while, they need to go out there and get their team a win. You know, they really do start pressing. They start over analyzing things. And that's really when you need to kind of make it hurt if you're an offense. But, you know, we're doing stuff like this against, you know, as we 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 mentioned Duffy and, you know, like Jacob Junis, as well as a few guys in the previous series against Oakland, you know, same story. It's just tough. But, you know, at least we did get that one bright spot out of like, Ryan Goins of all people being like called up there. And, you know, he did hit his first home run in the major league since 2017. So, you know, congratulations to him. That's great. But, you know, we talk about this a lot during the rebuild win or lose doesn't matter as much as, you know, who's the ones that are out there doing it. And, you know, Ryan Goins isn't going to be a piece with this team long term. At least we don't think, you know, obviously, you know, we could have stumbled upon a, another diamond in the rough type of, you know, James McCann or whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. Like Ryan Goins has been great in like AAA this year, but he's good for a career 228 average, 272 <laughs> on base percentage and 333 slugging percentage. So, yeah, you know, he had a few hits tonight and was great for the offense, but you have to think, you know, there's a good chance, especially with Tim Anderson coming back pretty soon, 
you know, he's the one to go back down. And, you know, granted, that's probably the logical thing. Um, and, you know, not to bring Jose Rondon into everything I talk about, but, uh, I mean, I guess I would almost rather be at the point where, you know, we've seen what we have out of Jose Rondon. I would rather see Ryan Goins. Heck, I mean, I would even... I would honestly prefer to have all of the 50-50 winners from the past homestand fight in a winner-take-all steel cage match for that last roster spot. <laughs> because at least that tells me that these winners want it. They are winners. They want to be here. They they want that roster spot. I'm not sold on Jose Rondon. I mean, you know, not to go back to the A-series, but you hear what he's saying about these weird like comments pretty much just shrugging off the air he made like oh yeah it was a tough play oh you know when it gets to that corner you yeah, know not, not being accountable like, i guess yeah exactly there's no no like sort of accountability just like oh yeah you know my roster spot's fine ricky likes me i don't like that yeah and you'd mentioned we kind of have seen what we have out of rondone um i think we can put to rest the sneaky power narrative. That always is what kind of kept him. You, 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 I know you and me have talked about this extensively over text and at games. Um, But I think we can put that to rest. He has, uh, let's see, nine total homers over two seasons with the White Sox. Um, Three of them have come this year. Uh, He has seen in his two seasons with the White Sox, uh, 91 games, 249 plate appearances. Um, it's just he's I hate to just classify guys and put them in a box because you, you know can't, I guess you can't put anything make it uh, say it's completely impossible for him to turn around, but it's very unprobable. Let's say that, and you, you've already seen this, and I, I know it's just going to end up being a position player recycling. Well, actually, he can't be recycled because he's out of options. Um, that may be one of the only things keeping him here, to be honest with you. I um, think it is. But, um, yeah, if you're just talking, uh, I just wanted to bring up those numbers because uh, he, he has gotten a decent share um, over these two seasons in Chicago. So, yeah, honestly, thank you for proving my point. Um, if you are listening and you were a winner of the 50-50 raffle during the last homestand, uh, meet me at the little ballpark right across the street from, uh, you know, like Guaranteed Race yeah. Field. Uh, I'll be there. Park. Yeah, Armistice. yeah. You know, um, I'll be at the game this upcoming Monday and then the following Tuesday. Uh, open tryout, can maybe like hit you some grounders, you know, do some soft <laughs> toss, see what you got. Because, uh, yeah. you know, well, Andrew, we, we at least what know I, what we have with Jose Rondo. What I was going to say is, I know you were at this last homestand, but you have won a 50-50 this year. So I feel like you should have get in on this. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, <laughs> I mean it just makes you think. I mean, that was a crazy night. I mean, oh. it, it just really started off as, you know, any other old $1 hot dog Wednesday Went to the game pretty last minute, and, you know, I thought the only thing I would be winning that night was uh, a major stomach ache from all of those hot dogs I ate. But, uh, <laughs> wow, you know, uh, sure got a nice boost to the bank out there, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not sure what else there is to mention about yeah, this game. 
I just wanted to bring it back then um, since we kind of got off there. Um, but we were talking about the original thing that sparked this was uh, Jose Rondon and the Ryan Goins because Ryan Goins did have a solid performance tonight. Um, give him credit where it's due. He uh, ended up going uh, two for three with a two run home run. Um, he was our, he got us on the board tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew, he got us on the board first after a kind of fluke Yulmer single. Um, so good for him for taking advantage of that. Um, I know we saw a little bit of a Charlie Tilson type of thing where he came up and started out, you know, fairly decent at the plate and then tapered off. Um, so, I mean, I am not going to uh, be over the moon about Ryan Goins, but it is refreshing when you see someone uh, come in and, you know, do that right away, uh, immediate it impact. Is. Um, so uh, that's and where it, was, it is. And it, it'll be, it, it will be an interesting decision to see uh, what happens and when Tim Anderson is finally healthy. Right. Um, and, I mean, it was just the whole, you know, like bottom third of the order there. You know, they actually pretty much kept it, kept the whole thing together, you know, sparked a few rallies as you had like mentioned earlier, where a, a big reason why that one like eighth inning rally that we had there, uh, that we were close to keeping this thing of like ball game, but then, you know, obviously faltered there at the end, but yeah. Um, honestly, I am sick of talking about this. Uh, <laughs> I guess the only other thing would be uh bullpen, uh, Jace Fry was fine in his one and a thirty walk too, but um, didn't get uh, touched up for anything on the score sheet. Um, when he had come in, I mean, he was already in a situation that Nova put him in, gave up a single, but that run gets charged back to Nova. Then um, he ended up getting out of that inning after that. Herrera was spotless in his one inning. Um, Calame got uh, one run tacked on him, um, but. Honestly, it didn't. It, it was still ended up being a uh, two-run deficit at the end, even after AJ Reed's home run uh, in desperation time there in the ninth inning. So, um, you know, I think Tony had said it if he was on here. He he would mention something like this, and he'd probably be pretty fuming about it. Um, what do we, you know, using Calame for a work inning against the Royals? That's just great, um, right? So uh, that's just got to air it out there. And I agree uh, it, it, that that stuff, you know, what really grinds my gears. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, especially with no real off days coming up for the foreseeable future. I, yeah. I mean, you know, good point. We have another game tomorrow against these guys. And then, you know, out there to Tampa Bay where yep, right it, it always does seem like we struggle. And, you know, we're going to have three games out there. So, yeah. Tough. Um, so uh, last thing from uh, uh, today's game. We, uh, you know, we started this, and we, we want to keep this trending. Uh, we want to have our listeners interact with us. So I do have to read the meatball takes of the day. <laughs> we had two of them. Um, first one was from Unprotected Socks. He uh, usually is good for these. Um, he says, uh, my meatball take of the day, this is before the game that he sent this in, is that five-game losing streaks are actually cool and tough. Other teams start to take us slightly, and that's when we pounce. Socks are playing checkers in parentheses, a superior slash less nerdy game while the other teams are playing chess. Um, obviously, if uh, we had won tonight, then maybe unprotected socks would be uh, proven in his meatball take there. But I, I do like that kind of, you know, spin zone sort of thinking there. Um, I, I wonder if the same rule applies for six game losing streaks. Yeah, yeah, probably just, you know, re, re uh, keep it going. Yeah, retype the tweet, but just change five to six. Um, anyway, <laughs> for tomorrow. Uh, other one, White Sox Sal. Um, he says, I like this one a lot. Um, 
He says, Ricky needs to have a meltdown and get tossed. Fire this team up. No heart right now. This is before we had put runs on the board. Uh, it was in the middle of the game. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, Sal, I'm a big momentum guy. I'd mentioned that on this podcast, if you listen to Four Feathers at all, I'm huge on momentum. Um, they, honestly, even if it didn't spark any momentum, it would have at least given us some entertainment in the first half of that game um, on the White Sox side, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, and I would say having a lot of life like that works a lot better than what he did before yesterday's game, which was, you know, give a struggling offense uh, the day off in terms of actual on the field, like batting practice. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, I think we're due for a nice Ricky meltdown. Hopefully we get one tomorrow. I, I think that's a nice, you know, thing to hope for that you know i think that we can keep an eye on you know see if that does happen see if if we are right there but um yeah tomorrow yeah so we'll get into tomorrow uh you know things are looking a little shaky here so we have ross the boss detweiler on the mound against brad keller so ross the boss is one and oh with a 5.02 era and the six strikeouts on the year Whereas Brad Keller is five and nine with a four point two five ERA with eighty four strikeouts. Brad Keller's actually been a little bit number than has been a little bit better than those numbers right there have shown over his past few starts. So if we look back, you know, over his last four starts there, only a three point three two ERA pitched pretty well over twenty one and two thirds innings there. So, you know, as White Sox fans, especially dating back to the series we had with the Royals earlier on in the season, we don't like Brad Keller. Uh, you know, nope. we don't we don't want to see him pitch well, especially now that we're on the heels of potentially a four game sweep to the Royals, which just sounds terrible coming out of my mouth. So, what are your thoughts on this game tomorrow? So you'd mentioned uh, Brad Keller pitching better as of late. Um, he, he went eight innings um, in, in a 4-1 win over the Tigers on uh, Saturday, his last time out. So um, the, the guy's hot. You know, we had, uh, had a guy who was really hot in our first half in Lucas Giolito. Um, I don't think Brad Keller is that caliber <laughs> of pitcher with the stuff, just, you know, physically. But, you know, when, when guys are feeling good and they're uh, throwing the ball well and their stuff's there for them, uh, they can be dangerous. You can see him go on a streak like that. So um, it's not going to get easier for the White Sox here to, uh, tomorrow. I would have thought, to be honest with you, Duffy would be the easier um, opponent to go up against than Brad Keller if I was looking at these matchups beforehand. Um but anyway, uh, I mean, it, it's someone prove it for the White Sox side. Uh, Dylan Covey was not ready to throw, obviously, on Saturday's disaster in Oakland. Uh, he was yanked right away. And the guy that came in for him is the guy that's going to start tomorrow, Ross Detweiler. Um, and Ross the boss, as you called him, um, wasn't too bossy uh, when he came into the game and gave up that, uh, was it a three-run jack right, right yeah. as soon as he came in, first batter. So, uh, yeah, well, welcome to the second half of the season, Ross Detweiler. Um, I, you know, it doesn't inspire confidence in me, um, Andrew, and you, you had a great, great uh, blog about this. Uh, so I got to give you kudos for it, kind of, uh, you know, talking all of us down off the ledge um, after uh, the skid, you know, continued last night. And you had said, you know, um, re- remember this feeling now because it'll only make the champagne taste sweeter eventually down the road. Um, well, 
I think I'm going to have a little more to feel <laughs> um, uh, yeah. tomorrow after a Ross Detweiler. That's just my prediction. But, you know, the thing is they could come out and they could uh, – um, and the offense could finally come to life. So uh, you never know. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. I feel like we've been saying that every time, just trying to find something to be hopeful for here. Um, but uh, that it is what it is. got to take it uh, where you can here, I guess. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I think – at least tomorrow, for me, the big thing coming in here is that we did mention earlier that the top of the order there, particularly the one and two spots there with Larry and Mankata there, uh, you know, that's that's just really going to be huge tomorrow. I, I think we they for sure need to be the ones that really set the tone for this last game here, um, need to really turn around those struggles that they had at the top of the lineup tonight. Um, you know, I think it just needs to be a, a, a big statement first inning. Things really need to be turned around. And, you know, I think it's possible. I do like the fact that both of those guys will, you know, with the right-handed pitcher in Brad Keller, that, you know, they're going to be hitting lefty, which, you know, seems to be the more, like, dominant side for, for, you know, like the both of them, at least especially with Yohan Mankata. So yep. that's my key. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if there's anything else. I got you one, this game. one thing. I mean, it's going to affect both teams. You got to beat the Heat. Tomorrow yeah. from 1 through uh, 5 p.m., these are, uh, it's going to be 92, or not, excuse me, 94 game time in Kansas City tomorrow, 104 the heat index, um, and it could climb up to 108. Nice, 108. Um, <laughs> but no, actually, that's not nice for the players. Um, I, I, I feel terrible for whoever has to catch in these games. Um, but uh, that's Kansas City in, in the summer for you. That thing gets they better hot. not wear those black jerseys. I know that's the like they a lot of these. I think it's the starting pitchers that always decide. Um, I don't know if that's always the case. Something I feel like sometimes yeah. on the, on a road trip like this, a clubhouse manager may have something to do. Like, hey, we need these things to get washed. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I so mean, like, I know they have multiple of them, but you know, um, I don't know who in their right their, mind would pick their, those black jerseys for tomorrow. their yeah for their sake. Please wear the please wear the gray jerseys. Um and. Uh, you know, um, stay hydrated, man. We don't want to see people cramp up. Um, I feel like, you know, th- there could be a couple of anyone for either team. Um, just, it's just that hot. You get to hydrate. So, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Eat, so make eat, sure, eat, uh, Royals. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I think that's a great point. That's a great weather report there. Um, you know, unfortunately we didn't quite have Tony twist, uh, on, on, uh, the line for that one. You know, I, I think he, uh, you know, he's, pretty bummed with how things have been going with this team but yeah that was a that was a great fill in there with that with that weather report um i know that they had mentioned that you know it's always hot in kansas city you know especially this time of year it's tough it's a really really just like muggy heat so you know yeah. hopefully the players are able to get through it and then you know they can go play inside uh, against the Rays for that one series over the, over this upcoming weekend. So um, are you ready for picks to click? Let's do it. Um, you want me to get mine first? Yep. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Yomer Sanchez. He is hitting career 320 at bats against um, Brad Keller here. Uh, the only one better is Larry Garcia in uh, 
19 at bats, but um, I haven't gone with Yulmer, so I'm just going to go with a, uh, um, you know, lack of recency here. Um, and uh, yeah, let's ride with Yulmer. Love it. That sounds perfect. I'm going to go with your boy, Larry. So yeah, um, that was kind of a point that I was making there that, you know, if we want to turn this around, it's got to start with him at the top. Uh, you know, he's got to be the one to really get these rallies going here. Um, that was a big reason why we did win a lot of those games when, when, you know, we did look a lot better, uh, which was not all that long ago, even though it feels like forever, but, um, the all-star game plays into that. So absolutely. So yeah, you know, as you said, he's done great against Brad Keller over his career, hitting a nice three sixty eight there across 19 at bats. So, um, especially at the top of the lineup, I think we're going to see some nice magic there from Larry Garcia. So yeah. Larry, um, if you're listening, my boy, be the catalyst, um, do it, do it, do it going forward. We need you. Um, someone's got to jumpstart this offense. Um, you know, just, just get it done. That's all I have to say. Um, Honestly, Andrew, that, that's all I got. It, it's tough talking about these losses. Uh, this loss puts the White Sox down at 42 and 49. Um, so obviously that means we're due for another you know streak to where we climb back it within one or two of 500, right? That That's that's the way it has to work with this team. <laughs> hey, I mean, I would uh, like no, that a lot because, yeah. you know, we're crawling yeah, we further got, and further by the second. So Yeah, um, one I guess one last news housekeeping thing. Uh, Eloy Menez, I mean, we'd all speculated it, and Buzz and uh, Tony had talked about it last night on the show, but, uh, t- excuse me, um, Eloy Menez is indeed headed to the injured list. Um, he, uh, um, let's see, it's going to be at least a couple of weeks, at, at the very minimum, is mm-hmm. basically what the report are. And there's, uh, you know, people have said it can range from the – couple weeks to six weeks to, you know, even further if there's actually like nerve damage and what happened with his uh, elbow there. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, but there is that injury update up at on tap sportsnet.com. That's the last thing that is why Ryan Goins um, was, you know, his contract was purchased from Charlotte before today's game. Um, So that's just the last news bit. Um, Other than that, beat the Royals, beat the heat. Let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.